Well, welcome to Faith Walk Podcast. This is episode 32. Uh, Here on this podcast, as you know, I'm your host, William Carroll, and I've been talking about the signs, wonders, and miracles that God has done in my life and the life of others uh, through prayer, through believing on His Word, standing on His Word. And this is an encouragement to you to learn the Word of God, to stand on the Word of God, to believe what the Word of God says and not just what people tell you, but to get in there, read the Word, know the Word, stand on the Word, and watch God move. I always say this, take God out of the box. Religion puts Him in the box. Relationship takes Him out of the box and let Him be God, and that's what He wants to be. See, as we walk through this earth, we we are the representations of Jesus Christ. We are the ones that are to represent God into the world and that show that our God is God and that he still does what he says he'll do. Um, on the last podcast, I, I spoke about my father and and then I think uh, that I did uh, spoke about my grandmother um, and my, grand, my grandfather. And today, this is a very special podcast today for me. Um, Yes, I learned my mother, my father, my grandfather, my grandmothers. Uh, I loved them all. But you know, there's, there's people that God places in your life that are like spiritual fathers or spiritual mothers or, um, you know, the like, or brothers or friends, actually. You know, I've, I've been kind of doing a little study today before I did this podcast, and uh, I, I was doing kind of a study on the Word of God as far as brothers go, as far as friends go, you know, and um, I'm going to get into some of the scriptures today, I'm sure, but today I want to talk about a friend that God placed in my life back in 19, I believe it was 85, 1985, I was a young Christian, may have been 86, I was, uh, I just, man, I, I was just got radically saved. I was on fire for God. And we had went to this little uh, non-denomin- non-denominational church, Abundant Life Church. It was right next to my house. I even put a fence, a gate in the fence so I could just go through the fence instead of crawling through the fence to go to church. And um, the pastor was Pastor Brother Jerry Robertson. And uh, he was a great mentor, a great friend. Well, anyway, this podcast is about Tommy Johns, Tommy Lou Johns, the most unlikely friend, some may say, that God placed in my life. But it wasn't. God knew what he was doing. You see, Tommy Johns, at that time in 1985, I was probably, what, 27, 86? Uh, let's see, I was 27, 20, 20, uh, 27, 28 years old. And uh, Tommy at that time, let's see, Tommy at that time, well, in 2019, in 2010, Tommy passed away in 2010. Uh, 2010 he was 79 years old so as you can see Tommy Johns was my elder by far and um, he started coming to this church and I listen I'm going to tell you about Tommy because I think it's important to see at the times and the and the things that we went through as friends uh, Tommy Johns was a black man yes he was a black man he was uh, older than me you know he was old enough to be my father and maybe a little older even and um, 
I, I tell you, God just placed him in my heart because he had such a meek, such a compassion, such a love for God. Such, uh, you just had to know the man. He worked at the uh, uh, Libby Elementary School. He was a janitor up there. Uh, he kept the the uh, he, he went to work at six o'clock. Uh, I mean seven o'clock, and got everything ready for the kids. And he worked in the um, kitchen area. He put down the tables. He cleaned the tables. You know, and he was there ministering to the kids. Listen, a lot of people, if you're listening to this and you're from this area, you will remember Tommy Johns. You will remember how he had a heart for the kids, how he had a heart for the teachers, how he shared his faith by walking it, living it, and just being a compassionate man. And um, he, he was such a tremendous force in my life. Because see, at that time, during we, we knew things was going on at the church. There were some things going on. We had lost our pastor, Jerry. He had moved on, and some people came in, and all of a sudden, you know, was voting this, voting that, trying to, that had never been a part of the church, trying to, you know, guide it and move it in a certain direction. And, and so... Uh, Tommy and I, Tommy says, hey, we need to pray. I said, okay, let's pray. So, <clears throat> I said, let's pray. He said, we need to intercede for the church and intercede for the world and inter just be an intercessor. So I started a study on intercessory, you know, but I told him, I said, hey, man, I'm game. When do you want to meet? Well, I had to be to work at 7 o'clock in the morning. He had to be to work at 7 o'clock in the morning. He said, why don't we meet at 5 o'clock in the morning? And uh, we met... Uh, we met at 5 o'clock every Wednesday morning. Every Wednesday morning, 5 o'clock in the morning. We got up, we were there, and uh, it, it, we just had a, a, a great uh, time of interceding. Now, you know what an intercessor does, don't you? You know, there's lots lots of teaching about intercessory and intercession and, and how, how you go about intercession. It says that Jesus is our intercessor. He intercedes for us before God. You know, it's somebody that is a stand between, somebody that goes and prays for somebody that either doesn't have the right to go to the throne of God or has the right and hadn't done it, so you go and you intercede on their behalf. See, Abraham interceded on the behalf of Sodom and Gomorrah with the angels that were come to destroy it. He interceded and he got it down. He says, you know, if there's 50 righteous, will you save the city? Yes. If there's, if there's a 40, 30, 10, if there's 10 righteous people in the cities, will you save the city? And God said, yes. See, uh, Abraham should have gone on and said, if there's one. But God saved the one in his family, you know, because Abraham interceded. If Abraham would have interceded for one man, God would have heard his prayers. But anyway, <clears throat> just talking about going to God in front of people. But listen, Tommy, Tommy Johns. Tommy Johns, he, he was uh, born in, in Panola County. And, uh, you know, he went out to California. He was in the military. He was a veteran of the Korean War. And um, we God just put us together. I mean, for 25 years, or a little over 25 years, Tommy Johns and I, prayed every Wednesday morning. Every Wednesday morning. We got together. We interceded for the county. We interceded for the city. We interceded for the churches. We interceded for the nation. And we just, we prayed for 
all things that God's will be done in this earth. Now, listen, we asked a lot of people. A lot of times, you know, I feel led on uh, uh, in my life to call people up and say, hey, just come one time, come one time. You know, and I had people that would show up one time and they'd go, oh, it's just too early for me. I even had a couple of pastors tell me one time, they said, you know, God don't ever get up this, God, even God don't get up this early. You know, and my response to that was, you know what? God doesn't sleep, nor does he slumber. He's always up. He's always ready. Sometimes we have to put our flesh aside, you know, and we have to do the things that God wants to do. Well, listen, me and Tommy got together, and he was such a gracious man. He he just, uh, you know, the story in, um, in uh, Luke chapter 10 uh, is talking about the Good Samaritan where some uh, uh, a certain... A traveler got beaten and robbed, and um, a Levite, you know, a priest came by and saw him and walked on the other side of the road and went the other way because he didn't want to get involved. And and then, uh, uh, you know, and, and, and it just, the story goes on, you know, th there was another guy that came and a scribe, you know, all, all these religious people came and walked by him and saw him laying there, but a certain Sumerian, a Sumerian, man, their religion was all messed up. You know what I mean? The Jews didn't like them, and they just, you know, they didn't know. that. You know, the Samaritan woman, it was in Samaritan that the woman of the well meant Jesus. Well, anyway, the Samaritan went and, and bound his wounds, took him up, you know, and paid for him to be um, taken care of, and he said, if I come back on this journey, I will take care of him, well, anything that you owe him. Well, that's a Samaritan. That was Tommy Johns. Tommy Johns was always there, always there to, uh, to help out, to be there. Um, and uh, we, we did work together. We worked on special projects for one of his bosses, Mr. Osborne, you know, and we fixed a pier together and, and we just fellowshiped together. And I was always there ready to help him and he was always there ready to help me or help anybody. He was such a precious man, listen. Listen, I remember the first time we went into Joe's Cafe. Joe's Cafe was a little cafe down on the street. I mean, down in town, you know, and uh, we walked in that morning and it was me and him. And listen, back then, you know, I mean, I'm, nobody, you know, you just didn't see a lot of blacks in the restaurant. It wasn't that they couldn't come in. It wasn't that they wasn't welcome. You just didn't see them in the restaurant. Well, Tommy and I came together and uh, I asked him, I said, Tommy, do you feel that? And he said, yeah, I do. I said, they don't know what to think of us, do they? He says, no, they sure don't, you know, but Tommy wasn't offended. I wasn't offended. You know, as the years went by, they were happy to see us. They were happy. They were glad then. They just didn't know what to think of this elderly, um, this older uh, black gentleman and this younger white guy, you know, coming to breakfast, you know, and, and uh, it just changed at it. It changed a lot of things, you know, but uh, we just had, we had the blessed time, you know, and we just got to know them. They got to know us and they look for us every Wednesday. But listen, Tommy, I'm telling you, Tommy was a friend that God sent to me. Tommy was a mentor that God sent to me. Through hard times, through the times of life that we both went through in that 25 years, you know, that uh, we needed somebody to lean on. I could look to him. I could talk to him. Uh, we could talk about anything, anything, 
anything concerning race, anything concerning what we thought. We could talk about it because he loved me and I loved him. Listen, one time I was at work and uh, I said, Tommy, I said, I'm going to drop off my truck this morning after breakfast. Would you run me out to work? And he said, yeah, I will. And he run me out to work. And one of the guys was there at work. And uh, he just had to know this brother, bless his heart. He said, he goes, <laughs> yeah, I see you got you up. I see you got you a, 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 a chauffeur to drive you to work today. And, you know, and he was kind of making a comment, you know, about, you know, uh, Tommy being a black man and driving me to work. And I looked at him and I said, I said, what do you mean? He said, the guy that brought you to work. And I said, well, that's my father. Didn't you know that? And he just kind of, his whole face dropped. And I said, he said, he laughed then, and he said, no, that ain't your father. I said, yeah. I said, that's my dad. I said, and my truck's in the shop, so he brought me to work. I said, I thought you knew that he was my dad. And, man, I'm telling you what, it changed his whole attitude. And even after that, you know, I finally told him, you know, he's a very good, he's a spiritual father to me. He's a mentor. He's a friend. You know, he loves me. He, he helps me. He, uh, we grow together. We pray together every Wednesday. And, and my friend said, oh. And then he says, you know what? I think I recognize him. And I told him, yeah. I said, your kids probably, you know, came up in the school where he was at because he, he used, you know, and he goes, oh, he's the one that works up at the school. I said, yeah, he's the one that works up there. And uh, anyway, so, you know, you just got to, people just sometimes don't understand they make comments that they don't really mean because this brother is not racist at all. And he was just making a smart comment. So I just turned it around on him. I even told Tommy about it. Tommy had a great laugh about it. He said, you told him I was your dad. I said, yes, sir, I sure did. I said, well, Tommy, you really are. And um, he was such a gracious man. Well, listen, I, I, I want to share just a little bit, you know, about how we interceded you know in timothy it says it says therefore there's so for first of all uh, therefore uh, how be it um i exhort you ex exhort you first of all that supplication prayers and intercessions be for made for all men supplication supplication supplement prayers of somebody else if somebody says hey will you pray for me for this situation then I supplement those prayers when I pray with them and agree with them. Uh, intercessions. Intercessions is interceding for those who do not have the right or those that do not come to get their prayers answers. See, Jesus is an intercessor for us. And it says in he Hebrews, wherefore, he is able to save them to the utmost that came unto God by him seeing he ever lives to make intercessions for them. Jesus can save those who come to God by him, through faith in him, because he always intercedes to them with the Father. All right? So um, I also wanted to, say, uh, wanted to read uh, Isaiah. Isaiah um, 59 and 16 says, He says there was no man. He saw that there was no man. And he wondered that there was no intercessor. 
Therefore his own arm brought salvation for him. His own arm, his own righteousness, it sustained him. And that's talking about Jesus being an intercessor for us. But God saw the condition of man and he says there's no intercessor, you know. And uh, listen, I want to encourage you. Some of you, 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 this is the first time you've heard about intercessors or, or intercession. And, and the Bible is chocked full. Just go in there and, and put in your search on your phone Bible or whatever you use and put intercessor, put intercession, uh, and, and go from there and just look that up. But listen, I was thinking, you know, I, I'm just... I wanted to share that in, in Proverbs it says, uh, as iron sharpens iron, uh, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. That's King James, the new King James brother, you know. And um, Proverbs 17, 17 says, a friend, a friend, uh, a friend loveth at all times and a brother is born for adversity. Kind of makes it a distinction between a friend and a brother. A lot of times our our uh, blood brothers and all, you know, there's a rivalry and adversary that takes place like Cain and Abel. But a friend, a friend, stick its closest than a brother. It says Proverbs 18, 24, a man that has friends must show himself friendly and there is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Now, He's talking about Jesus, of course, is a friend that sticks closer than a brother, but he's also talking about our friends can stick closer than a brother. I'm just telling you that Tommy was such a friend. He was a, such a lovely man. Listen, we was in a, a Bible study one night, and, um, and one, one of the guys, the, the, the leader asked a question, you know. He said, uh, he said, uh, who, who? And we were studying on uh, iron sharpening iron, you know, man sharpening his brother. And he said, who was the most godly man, the most godly man you ever knew? And uh, I was listening to that, you know, and I, I heard a lot of them, a lot of them, a lot of the, the people. And I'm not knocking those people. I'm not knocking the people that they did. I don't know them. But a lot of them, it was people of affluence, you know. It was people that were were, were bosses or people that owned businesses. And yeah, they were godly men. They ran their business godly, you know. And, and that was who they look up to, you know, as a as a friend, as a as a, a godly man, you know. And I thought, I mean, I didn't even have to think about it. I didn't have to think about it. I said, Tommy Johns. And I said he was a janitor at Libby School. He was the most humblest, meekest, righteous, gentle man. The fruits of the Spirit was definitely in his lap. If somebody did him wrong, and he would come and he'd say, William, you know, my kinfolks did me wrong. This is what happened, and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I would just look at him and I'd say, okay, Tommy, what do you want to do? And he says, he said, let's just pray that God forgives them and God shows them where they're wrong and if I'm wrong God forgive me that's what he'd say let's pray let's pray that, that God shows them where they're wrong and he forgives them of their wrong and I forgive them of their wrong and if I'm wrong to show me and to forgive me and a very humble man you know and uh, he left he left this world at a time when I was going through one of the hardest time of my life and it really put a uh, a hurt 
and a scar on me because there's my mentor, there's my friend, there's my father, one of my fathers of my faith that uh, passed away. He passed away in a head-on collision. Um, a truck crossed the line and hit him head-on, and and uh, he died instantly. You know, he was in the arms of Jesus, and I miss him. I miss him today. And uh, I hope God has put someone in your life to be your friend, to be your mentor, to be your guide, you know, one of your guiding <laughs> pillars that is such a, 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 a meek and humble spirit. You know, I believe that, I believe that Tommy was probably the, mo the man most like Christ that I've ever known in my life. I mean, he wasn't, didn't make a lot of money. If people saw him, they wouldn't think much about him. If people, uh, you know, they, if, if he stood up and spoke, you know, a lot of people would say, well, you know, this is just a janitor. You know, what has he got to say? But he was wise. He, he, I believe he was most like Christ in my life of anybody I know. There was another man, and I'll probably do another uh, series on him, and he was one of my bosses at work. But he was, he was a godly man, too. But Tommy Johns, I just want to say I love you. I know he's in the arms of Christ. I know he's waiting on me. I can't wait till the day that I see him again and I rejoice with him in heaven and we, we, we see Jesus together. We praise him. We went to revivals together. We did all kinds of stuff together. But most of all, we prayed together. We had a relationship together that God put us together for a cause to pray for the area, to pray for Panola County, to pray for the, all the churches, to pray for God's people, and to pray for the lost. And uh, it was such a blessing to have such a mentor, such a friend. And, I mean, he, he was closer than a brother, you know. And listen, if you don't know Jesus, ask him into your heart today. You know, Romans uh, uh, 10, 8, and 9 says, you know, that, that if you believe in your heart that Jesus paid the price for your sin and you confess him with your mouth, then you shall be saved. There's no doubt you shall be saved. You start on the road of salvation. See, you have to walk out your salvation every day. Every day you're faced with temptations. So all you got to do, it's a simple thing, simple thing. You say this prayer, you say a prayer, you say, Lord, forgive me of my sins. I have failed you. I believe that Jesus paid the price for my sins. And I ask you to come into my heart, Lord, and I confess you with my mouth as my Lord and Savior. And if you pray that prayer, I'm going to tell you that you are saved. You will be saved and God will work. See, salvation is a progress. The Holy Spirit will start bringing things in, out in your heart that you need to repent of and that you need to give up. It's not a one-time deal. He's going to work on you from now on. He's still working on me. You know, he's still working on me, showing me things I need to let go of, showing things I need to lay down at his feet. Listen, Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. He came to pay the price once and all for sins. But you have to. You have to believe that he paid that price. You know, uh, I tell you what, uh, I just... Uh, Thank y'all for listening. Listen, there's a subscribe button wherever that you listen to. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that little bell. It'll notify you when 
when a podcast is dropped. I try to do them on Monday, and uh, I'm trying to get to uh, where it's a better time where y'all get the notifications instead of at midnight. And uh, listen, I love you. I love you. Just keep on taking God out of the box. I want to encourage you, take him out of the box. You know, don't let religion define your God, your Savior. Let your relationship with him define who he is, what he is, and what he does. Until next time on Faith Walk, I want to encourage you. Walk out your faith by knowing who he is. Start your faith walk today. Until next time, this is William Carroll. We'll see you later.